Over the Farmgate listeners are being offered the chance to win £200 by watching a series of films showcasing New Zealand agri-tech. Climate change and growing world population are driving a period of rapid innovation in agriculture across the globe and New Zealand is on a mission to be at the forefront of change. We combine a deep respect for the land with advanced technology and powerful partnerships to create agri-tech solutions which can deliver real results for all climates, landscapes and production systems. Watch the latest video in the series featuring Kaiwaka and Levno at www.farmersguardian.com forward slash NZ Agritech. Farmers across the board have faced milk price cuts in recent months. The latest milk price announcement from Arla was for June 2023 and that was a 1.78 pence per litre drop, taking its conventional milk price to 35.21 pence per litre. I'm Alex Black, I have here with me Rachel Brown and Rachel you've been speaking to Arla about the marketplace. Alex, yes, I've been speaking to the Global Vice President, Graham Wilkinson. He said despite these falling milk prices, he's very optimistic about the future of the dairy industry. He recognises that dairy farmers have faced a really tough time recently, obviously with the on-farm cost pressures. But he says that Arla farmers are committed more than ever to meeting their sustainability and environmental targets, which we all know that Arla are very hot and keen on. And like you say, it's been a tough time for all farmers, really, but dairy farmers will be feeling, you know, with prices coming down and their uh, costs not coming down, they'll be feeling very much under pressure. Was Graham able to offer any reassurance to them? Yes, I definitely think there was some reassurance in terms of that expectation that things will be stabilising and that inflation will be brought down. Um, So I definitely think there is some comfort that dairy farmers can take away from this. Let's hear from Graham then. I'm delighted to say that I am joined by Graham Wilkinson, the Global Vice President of Agriculture at Arla Foods. Graham, thank you for joining me today. I think, first and foremost, I'm interested in knowing what you make of the UK dairy market right now. For dairy farmers listening to this podcast and with the knowledge you have of the global market, what reassurance can you offer them about the future? Um, Well, firstly, thank you for uh, inviting me on. Um, And it's great to speak with you uh, today. I suppose overall, from a summary perspective, I think uh, we are starting to see commodity prices stabilising. And I suppose, you know, longer term, we're looking at the softening of inflation uh, as well. So I think, you know, there's no doubt about it that it's been an extremely tough uh, year so far for our farmers. We're seeing, you know, Cost pressures on farm uh, remaining high, certainly areas such as uh, labour and energy, etc. So we, you know, we totally recognise that from uh, an ALA perspective on the challenges that we're facing. But I suppose we are all already starting to see some changes uh, within the market uh, from a global perspective uh, as well, certainly when uh, we start to look uh, into Europe and, and beyond. Brent, can you summarise for me? those trends and patterns that you're seeing in the global market that are impacting your members in UK dairy farmers right here? Yeah, so I suppose if you look at, if we start with supply, I think, uh, as I mentioned earlier, EU commodity prices are beginning to stabilise. We saw you know, a recent decline in the GDT prices uh, in May, but this is following a sort of a slight upturn uh, in April. Um, if we look at milk supply across uh, Europe, 
although it's been uh, we see high percentage growth in some countries we need to remind ourselves it's actually uh, on the back of a very low spring in 22 uh, and the reality is that we're still behind 2021 which you know is there ever a normal year in the in the dairy industry but that would probably be a year that we would track as being you know the last uh, sort of normal year so we're seeing growth from uh, EU milk supply. If we look at across like, to the US, we're seeing output uh, across the US at, at plus 1%. So you're more or less, you're relatively uh, normal uh, as well. Obviously the US are you're massive suppliers uh, of dairy products around the world. New Zealand uh, as well, that has been hampered with poor weather conditions. And it, you know, it looks like their season um, is gonna be ending up with you know, sort of zero growth as well so relatively you know challenging market conditions in New Zealand and I suppose longer term when you look at New Zealand as well you know there's ever increasing environmental demands which um, you know, could be impacting their future growth as well uh, and I suppose in China we're seeing milk production expanded around about sort of seven to nine percent uh, in, in in the last year so as I say o- overall you know, we are seeing those commodity prices starting uh, to stabilise, you know, some of the cheese categories as well as skim milk powder and butter are showing a slight upturn uh, as well. But you know, we do have you know a challenging market uh, when it comes to uh, the cost of living, you know, and that's uh, you know something that still continues to concern us. And in your opinion, Graham, in terms of the dairy sector, where in the world right now has the most challenging environment? I think across Europe, I think we're and certainly when you look into the UK as well, you know, it is a significantly challenging environment. I think some of the areas where farmers, you know, we've been used to you know, low interest rates as well. So when we start to look at the cost pressures on farms, uh, and actually some of those cost pressures, you know, haven't been with us before. So I suppose that is the new factors that are playing into this that are, are impacting uh, as well. So I think, you know, we've seen significant increases in milk prices uh, in 2022 across Europe and certainly from an Arla perspective. But there's no doubt about it, you know, that you know, the, the, the reductions that we are seeing, you know, are, are significant uh, for our members. And we totally recognise that. Graeme, do you think there are potential export markets that UK dairy farmers can tap into right now? Yeah, I think it's something that from an ARLA perspective, we always uh, continue to uh, look at. Obviously, we, we're exporting uh, from our home markets, uh, from ARLA, you know, around around the world. We export to nearly 100 countries across the uh, the world. So I think it's something that we always uh, continue to look at. But I suppose we've also got some fantastic uh, export markets through uh, our home markets in any case. Something, obviously, you've mentioned at the beginning is the pressures that dairy farmers globally are experiencing right now but you know Arla puts a lot of emphasis on net zero emission and rightly so and meeting those carbon targets and and environmental sustainability on farm I'm interested in knowing where do where does the UK dairy industry sit in in terms of their performance in that area are UK dairy farmers doing well in terms of kind of meeting those carbon net zero targets do you feel globally the dairy sector are engaged with that? Yeah, I think absolutely. And I think when it um, when consumers are not talking about you know the cost of living, they are focused very much on the environment and, and sustainability. And I think this is definitely an area where 
Uh, we've got a lot of positive areas that we can talk about. We've launched our uh, incentive model uh, within Arla, which is very much where Arla farmers are focused on uh, improving their performance uh, across each of the markets. I suppose the benefit of the incentive model is that uh, it reflects different kinds of systems across the whole uh, Arla home uh, market. So, you know, from a geographical perspective, what works for you know, an Arla farmer in, in Scotland ultimately might not work for a farmer uh, in, in the Netherlands or, or Sweden. So I think we've created a model that all Arla farmers can benefit from. And I think when you start to look into that, you know, this is where you know, Arla farmers can learn uh, from each other in each, each of the markets. So I think um, UK farmers and UK dairy has a, a, a huge amount of positive elements from an environmental perspective and, uh, and, a, and a greenhouse gas uh, mitigation uh, perspective. We've developed our approach around our incentive model. As we speak, uh, farmers are uh, submitting their data into the incentive uh, model as well. And our first, our first payout will actually um, be in July in their, uh, from an, in their August uh, actual paycheck. In terms of where you see the future of the dairy industry right now, Obviously, milk prices are fluctuating um, and we talked about the global factors that are impacting that. But do you feel optimistic about the future? I feel very optimistic about the future. I think um, I think what's important is we can't go back uh, to cheap milk as they, this will put the whole supply at risk. And the green transition that we know consumers are looking for is important and is important to them. So I think we need to accept uh, the new normal. We can't go back to to the cheap milk perspective, but you know we also need to ensure that we can support our farmers uh, to keep milk on the shelves. So it's important that we continue to provide as much support to our farmers uh, as possible. But we recognise that things are tough at, at this moment, but um, you know the cost with the cost pressures that remain uh, high, and certainly, um, but we need to be there for our farmers. We need to be able to support them. Uh, I think. We know that 2023 is going to be another volatile year, so it's important that farmers uh, can keep the milk flowing for the, for tomorrow and into the future. You'll be well aware, obviously, supermarket milk prices are very low at the moment. Obviously, inflation, high inflation, cost of living isn't helping with that. Consumers at the moment, you know, are still wanting cheap food um, and wanting, um, you know, access to cheap food. Is that a concern from an Arla point of view? Yeah, I suppose we understand that at times uh, the times have been tough for people across the country in the cost of living crisis. And I think your your Arla farmers uh, and across our business as well, we totally recognise that, and and it's, it's important. But we've seen you know in our own homes where we've been hit incredibly hard by as was rising costs of energy and gas prices caused by the war in Ukraine. So we take it extremely uh, seriously. I think Arla is a cooperative owned by our 2,000 dairy farmers uh, in the UK. I think those farmers were also hit very hard uh, last year with the inflation. And we had to, had to ensure that they continue to get a fair return uh, for that milk to ensure that the milk continues uh, to flow. So I think what's also important to recognise is that you know, our farmer owners are also still experiencing high farm costs on, on farm uh, and as a cooperative and across our whole supply chain, we recognise that and uh, we continue to look across the whole of our supply chain and farmers to uh, look at where um, we can reduce costs and, and have been you know, tirelessly uh, doing this for many, many years. Earlier, I asked in terms of what country where would you say there is a challenging environment for dairy farmers? 
I guess also I want to know is with the research and knowledge that you've been doing in terms of what country is the dairy industry performing the best at would you say in terms of where Arla is operating at and what are the reasons for that? I think across all our markets I think performing uh, exceptionally uh, well so I, I certainly can't pick out any individual uh, country I think consumer habits and trends maybe slightly slightly differ but uh, ultimately I think you know, across all our markets you know I think they're performing uh, exceptionally well and I think our farmers you know across all of those markets as well are equally have been focusing on the uh, on the challenges ahead of them um, as well. So I, I think uh, we're very proud of the the whole you know all the business. And as I say, we continue to uh, export and uh, send those products from uh, around the world uh, for consumers across the world to enjoy. And for farmers listening to this, I know that the key question they'll be asking is, what will the milk prices be in the next couple of months? If you're able to just keep, give a bit of a summary in terms of what you see the future projections are and if the next couple of months will be continue to be tough, that would be good to share that knowledge. So I think clearly I can't you know, talk about uh, future uh, milk prices, but you know, I think uh, I suppose uh, where we've seen our milk price uh, develop, and this is something that we've been uh, working very uh, closely with our farmers, is where we, you know, we're approaching that sort of uh, stabilization in our milk price so you know we we believe that we're close to that that stabilization uh, level uh, with our milk price but you know obviously the uh, the coming months will will uh, will be the key uh, but we do appreciate that uh, it's very difficult for our farmers at this moment in time and especially with the spring that we've had as well it it adds on additional pressure to to farmers and just finally um Graham do you think there is that appetite globally for milk that is produced environmentally in an environmentally friendly way and that consumers will want to pay more for that do you think there's that appetite for it yeah i think i i absolutely do as i mentioned earlier i think when consumers aren't talking about the cost of living you know they're very much focused on the environment uh, and, and sustainability so whilst you know the focus very much at this time is around cost of living you know this is why we are you know and our, and our farmers you know are relentlessly delivering on our environmental ambitions we've got some very tough targets to, to, to 2030 and 2050 because we recognize that this is what consumers are are looking for and I think you know we want to be very much in the in the driving seat uh, of that so yes it is absolutely important I think also you know we we certainly believe that there are opportunities to be able to gain value uh, from the market we think in the products that uh, that we are developing and products with a strong environmental credentials are what consumers uh, will continue to uh, hopefully pay that little bit extra for Great, and thank you so much for giving your time today. I appreciate it. Thank you. So that was Global Vice President Graham Wilkinson there. Obviously, Alex, we know that since we recorded that interview, Arla have announced that they are launching a plant-based alternative to its butter under its Lurpak brand. Um, it's received some mixed reaction from dairy farmers, but I think that main message was that if that product is going on the shelves, it needs to be marketed in a different way to its other dairy products that it offers. And I spoke to Arla about it and they were obviously keen to reassure their uh, farmers that, you know, it didn't mean that the focus was switching away from dairy in any way at all, that they were obviously going to remain a, a dairy-centric business um, with the cooperative that they are. And also to highlight that, you know, many of their competitors, whether it's in, in Europe or here in the UK, have also launched 
alternative brands. You know, if we look here in the UK at the likes of Saputo, there's a plant-based alternative to their key brand, Cathedral City. Uh, And I know there's others that have got into that too. Uh, You were speaking with NFU Dairy Chair Michael Oakes. What did he have to say about it? Yeah, so Michael said it wasn't really a surprise. He said that this idea has been in the pipeline for a while, so it shouldn't be any shock to um, Arla dairy farmers. He said that, you know, obviously dairy is still a priority for Arla. Um, He said that, similar to other farmers, that there needs to be this clear divide between the plant-based products and the dairy products. And as long as that happens, then he feels comforted by that. And he says, and obviously, you know, Arla is a big company. They would have done their research, research and marketing into this and you know ultimately they need to meet consumer demands and there is that element of demand for plant-based products. I thought it was quite interesting one of the lines that came out of it you know was that older consumers are the people that are buying Lurpak. I think the majority of consumers are over the age of 45 and this was a kind of move to get those younger consumers to uh, love Lurpak as much as the older consumers do so I suppose it's about getting that that name out there but uh, you know dairy farmers concerned obviously that it's a high quality premium brand that obviously has a lot of recognition in the market and you know whether something like this might actually damage the the perception of the brand no definitely like i said there's been mixed reaction to it and i think only time will tell to see how you know all the dairy farmers feel as that product starts to be launched yes so it's coming out in 2024 i think it's also quite interesting you know we've had a few things, I think, in recent months about uh, people that have moved into this kind of meat, meat-free, dairy-free markets. I think particularly yeah, in the meat course. section that have mm. pulled back from it as the markets, you know, not been quite, quite ready or, or quite where they thought it might get to. So it'd be interesting to see how it does actually perform when it is launched. No, definitely, definitely, it's a good point. Well. That's all we've got time for on this week's episode of Over the Farm Gate. We'll be back with another episode for you next Friday. Uh, Thank you very much for listening and goodbye for now. Goodbye.